whether it's raising your prices or dropping an offer, whatever it is in your business, it is very important if you want to see a return quickly that you make decisions quickly. Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. If I had to pick an emoji to represent me, I would choose the yin-yang. I've always resonated with duality, right? Like I'm always living in opposites, I felt. Today's episode is a prime example because earlier this year, I released a very popular episode called 10 Slow Business Practices That Speed Up Your Growth. And today, we're gonna give you its yang, the fast, right? In my group coaching programs especially, I remind my clients that the opposite of a universal truth is always true. While there is a place for slowing down, I know that some of you listening actually need to hear the exact opposite advice. You know who you are. As a business owner and just as a person, I see the benefit of doing things slow and doing certain other things fast. I'm a New Yorker, but I also swiftly adopted the cultural habit of taking a siesta when I lived in Sevilla. So today, you're going to learn the seven habits I recommend for speeding up in your business. But before we dive in, I'm going to give a quick shout out to the reviewer of the week, Victoria Gibbs. She said, I got to meet Jess in person and she is such a kind and genuine soul. Her podcast is fun and uplifting and I'm always excited for when the next episode releases to see what wisdom she's gonna drop. So first of all, Victoria, thank you so much for letting me know that you are now a regular listener. Lots of you guys are podcast listeners, but not podcasters. And so you may not understand that the podcast world doesn't work like Instagram or email insights where you can see who's watching or reading your stuff. I can't see who's listening. It's all just a giant number of downloads. In fact, unless you tell me directly or leave a review like Victoria did, I have zero clue that you listen and that you're digging and what you're digging. So I am beyond pumped when I get reviews like this and find out that you guys are picking up what I'm putting down and you're coming back for more each week please screenshot and tag me on Instagram or leave a review so I can send you all the love right back here in the form of a shout out. Thank you so much, Victoria. I hope you're having a masterful CEO kind of day. If you're listening to this in real time, you might be a little sleepy from the tryptophan because it's turkey day here in the US. And I'm feeling immensely grateful that you chose to put me in your ear. My longtime listeners know what time it is, but if you're brand new, get ready to counteract the food coma because it's hype sesh time. The part of the episode where we give you a little dose of inspiration mixed with a shot of F yeah, like a slap across the face followed by a you got this babe and I'm not going anywhere so let's do this kind of vibe. And today it's coming in the form of a story. All right, four years ago today, this is kind of crazy, four years ago today, I was crying on the couch late night, chatting with whoever was up in my house after dinner and games, and it turned out to be a really emotional conversation where basically every male family member that I love and respect was advising me to give up my cute hobby of coaching and get a real job that would provide stability for my son now that I was divorced. 
I was actually seeking this advice, not that particular advice, but I was seeking advice from anyone and everyone that I loved and respected. But the it's time to be responsible didn't land the way that they intended. I had the sudden profound realization there on that couch, and I'll never forget it, that they were all just really scared for me. Have you had this where someone you love is low-key discouraging you or presenting your history of a lack of success so far or knowledge as evidence to why you should probably just play it safe? This is where the hype sesh is going to take a turn because this isn't your typical screw the man, stand up for yourself message. Today, I want you to get hype on the fact that if you've experienced someone you love kindly meeting your doubt with agreement, you're probably super loved. People who love us just want us to be safe. We're taught that safe equals happy. And it's not your fault or it's not your loved one's job to keep you safe, though. And it's not their job to make us happy or even to support you, right? Nope, you mope. That's your job. I share the full story in my email, so make sure you're on that list about how that conversation actually led me to realize that I'm both the totally alone in making my dreams come true and also so loved and supported everywhere I look. Of course they thought I should quit. I was not going to be able to have the life that I wanted, nonetheless pay rent for another month, that's how dire it was, for my then two-year-old son and I, based on what I had made up until that point. I think think at that point... In a year, I had brought in $36,000, which isn't nothing. I was still very proud of the fact that I created all of that revenue from scratch, from my brain, but it wasn't cutting it anymore. But we have something our loved ones can't see, and that's our future. You are the only one who drives that ship to your future, who decides where you're going, and who knows how committed you are to your success and how much you're willing to change to get there. Remember, it is all you, baby, and that's a good thing because if the people who could see only your past were the ones making decisions about your future, your future would always end up looking more like your safe past. Future you and current you have got this. Now let's move fast today, shall we? We're going to dive right in. Today, we're talking about those seven business practices that I want you to be speeding up and doing faster if you want to see accelerated growth. Number one, we've got to start making decisions faster. This is number one for a reason, right? Whether it's raising your prices or dropping an offer, whatever it is in your business, it is very important if you want to see a return quickly, that you make decisions quickly. Because what I see oftentimes is that people are thinking, okay, like once the decision's made, then I'll see the return. But usually the first decision is just the tipping point, right? Like that's just where we're getting started. That's just where we're getting getting a little bit of smoke, not the whole flames and we don't get to cook over the fire yet. No, the first decision is the one that I see people agonizing over and spending so much time, wasting time really. And it's only once you make that first decision or that second decision or, you know, even if you're at an advanced stage in your business where you're letting go of things or raising your prices, 
when you do that quickly, then you're going to have to make more decisions and more decisions. And what do I have to do about this expense? And do I need to hire someone else? And and the faster you get at this process, the faster you're going to see growth. So it's easy to make decisions quickly when you're thinking about your future business. So check in. If you're not making decisions quickly, it could be an indicator that you are spending most of your time in your brain thinking about your past or your current business, all of the clients you've had up until now, all of the um, offers that have served you up until now. You know, for me, I would always, I love to give the example of my client, Carla. She was just like the one of the first clients to believe in me so much where she was like, yep, oh, you've never had a client before? I don't care. I'm going to pay you money. I want you to coach me on my business. She just knew that I had a skill for exposing her own thoughts and for organizing her brain and her and her business. And, and I was organizing my money. She just believed in me. And because of that, it was difficult for me to make decisions as I started getting more and more clients when I was in the process of thinking about Carla. I'd be like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know, would Carla, is how's Carla going to feel about this? And I know you guys do this too, right? Where you're, you're dragging your, your self into the future. You're trying to drag your way into this future self, but you're trying to drag your entire past with you. And instead we want to do the opposite where you're making decisions quickly. You're deciding what future you want and you're reverse engineering it. So there's no weight on you. And then you're inviting whoever makes sense from your past to come along with you and then giving them that autonomy to do so, right? So that's just a quick check-in about making decisions. I realized recently that I was slowing down my clients, setting the example. So I also have been going back and forth about the format of Masterful CEO School, whether I'm going to take a live event and make it something that is destination. And I had been deciding about um, the pricing of it to raise it so I can include some other exciting things. And I just have spent two rounds now thinking about that, that I was setting an example subconsciously that decisions should be made slowly, that it's a big deal, that we should think really hard about it. No, being an advanced decision maker means making decisions quickly and acting on it swiftly. And then you can always tweak and redirect as you go. If for some reason, right, there are some things that you didn't consider, that's not a problem. That's where those high-level CEOs understand that being an advanced decision maker is half about making decisions in advance and the other half of just embodying the self-concept that you're someone who makes decisions no matter where you're at, no matter what comes up, you can handle it, all right? So number one, you're going to make decisions. You're going to make decisions quicker. I actually realized that in my own business recently, I was slowing down my own clients by not making decisions quickly enough as a CEO. I'm a business coach, right? So similar to my parenting philosophy that more is caught than taught, I can tell my clients all day long, hey, we're advanced decision makers. We make decisions quickly. But if I was laboring over the decision of, okay, when is the right time to switch this format and announce that maybe the next round or the round after that is going to have the Masterful CEO School at a you know, destination location or raising the price to include other things. Like 
we just make the decisions and we do it quickly. But because I was setting that example of more is caught than taught, I was telling them one thing, I was doing another, and they were subconsciously getting the message that decisions should be made really slowly and thoughtfully, that this is a big deal, that raising your price is a big deal, that switching a location is a big deal, that you should think hard about it. No. Being an advanced decision maker means making decisions quickly and swiftly acting upon it, knowing that you can handle any little snag that comes up along the way, because of course, those things are going to happen. You can handle it. You're an advanced decision maker. Number two, redirect your negative thinking quickly. I call this swiping left. In fact, I have an entire episode on it called Swipe Left. We're just going to want to do that as fast as they do it on those dating apps. This is masterful CEOing. Swipe left on that thought. You don't always need to know why you th- your brain keeps telling you that you are not safe here. And obviously, if you are having a trauma response, that is a little bit different. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about just very basic, primitive instincts of your brain telling you, oh, you shouldn't post that live video because you're going to look stupid or, you know, you pause too much or you said, um, too much. Who cares? Get it out there, then do better the next time over and over and over again. Same thing with the post, right? Your staff is going to be making mistakes and having things happen. The bigger you scale, the more opportunities your brain is going to have to feed you a thought that you're not good enough, that you're not worthy, that you are just somehow like a hack in your industry or you're not special and you should just give up. And we're just going to swipe left or right on those thoughts. Like I said, your brain is going to suggest you a lot of crazy shit. Sometimes it's trying to protect you. Sometimes it's trying to just take you away from discomfort and towards easy. Sometimes it's just being a lazy bones. That's part of our brain's conditioning is to just find the easiest route, which they see as the, our brain see as the most efficient route. Either way, the only high quality question here when you're looking at a thought of yours is, is this thought serving me? Yes or no? For me, I like to take it one step further and saying, is this thought helping me become future me? Yes or no? And if it's a no, swipe left. Bye. Number three, tell the truth, including to yourself, faster. This one's super simple and I'm not gonna elaborate too much on it, but for me in the beginning, I see a lot of my clients or a lot of entrepreneurs out there coming to me acknowledging in some way that like something isn't working. They know deep down, but they're trying to avoid telling themselves the truth that something really isn't working and that a decision has to be made. And these are interlinked, as you can see, because when you tell yourself the truth that something isn't working, whether it's an employee or a relationship with a client or a process or something with yourself is not in alignment, maybe that you want something different or you want to pivot or you want to completely get rid of one of the offers that you have. Regardless of what it is, once you start telling yourself the truth quicker, 
you're going to have to develop the skill of redirecting negative thoughts quicker because that's sure going to follow up. And you're going to have to be able to get good at making decisions faster because once you notice that something's not working, you tell yourself the truth, you feel terrible, and then you got to do something about it, make a decision, right? So we're going to do all of these things just quicker. And it's like a domino effect because once you start practicing one of these skills, the other one is going to follow. You're going to do the other one. You're going to do the other one. And it's not going to feel good. This episode is not about the things in your business that are going to make you feel like, woohoo, I'm the best. I'm telling you, they are going to bring you the results that you're craving. And the results will help to bolster that self-confidence, right? So number three, as a reminder, that is to tell the truth. Tell the truth to your clients. Tell the truth to your employees. Tell the truth to your to yourself. This is why I try and live in a transparent business model where on this show, I am bringing you guys the truth behind how my launches went, the truth behind what I'm going through personally, the truth behind what's working, what's not working, so that you guys can see that I'm not making the truth mean anything. Truth is not only subjective, but it's just one truth. It's not the core of who you are. Are you making one truth that something isn't working mean that your whole business isn't working or that you as a CEO aren't cut out for this? So careful with that. Telling the truth quickly just shows you that there's a million different truths and that we can always build upon what we discover, right? In our our process and in our path of becoming future you. Number four. You got to fail faster. You knew this was coming. If you're a listener, you know over here, we collect fails. We eat fails for breakfast. You can fail 10 times and then win on the 11th time before the average person even makes their first move. That's what I would say separated me from the pack of entrepreneurs that I started around the same time as is that I just was willing to fall on my face over and over and over again. I've talked about this in a, in a lot of the skills that you know people think are impressive of mine. Definitely becoming fluent in Spanish looked a whole lot like me sounding like an idiot in front of a lot of people all of the time until suddenly I sounded less like an idiot and less like an idiot. And then I sounded pretty fluent, right? And so are you willing to go walk that path of failure collection fast so that you can get the result that you want quickly? Believing in it, that it is inevitable that you are going to be fluent in whatever skill in your business, in selling, fluent in making money, fluent in delivering a high quality product or service. It's inevitable if you believe that failing, it's not going to be that big of a deal. So failure as we know, it's your greatest teacher. And every time I had a consult that ended up as a no, I figured out where I could have maybe approached things differently and got better about talking about price, mastering time, all of it. I sincerely don't think I could have ever gotten all of the wisdom that I got from from those experiences from a book. Skipping out on personally feeling the failure of a no is not the path to being the masterful CEO that you want to be. It hurts, yes, but that's why I don't recommend doing it slowly. (laughs) The faster you fail, the faster you win. I'm sorry for the cliche example, but it's just visually great. Imagine if every time a baby who's learning to walk, if every time a baby fell, 
when they were learning, they waited a month before trying again. Fails, another month. Fails, another month. That would be ridiculous, right? My daughter is 16 months, but six months ago, early walking genius, I know, she fell trying to walk maybe 25 times a day more. It sounds obvious, right? Like, of course, they're learning. They just have to keep failing to get better. But then some of you guys are out there trying to run businesses without risking looking dumb or using the right graphic. This is why businesses feel hard. It's not the failure. It's the long gaps in seeing progress and feeling like you're never going to get it because you have put so much time in between your fails that it feels like you're living in failure. You're not giving yourself any momentum out of the failure. So the failure feels like it's not a purposeful action. I want you to do it quickly so that the momentum of your failure is what ramps you up into your success. If you're doing this slowly, it's like trying to, you know, take a Band-Aid off and not ripping it off. You're just like, just like slowly. And then you just dread it every night. You're like, oh, maybe I'll rip a little bit more of the bandage off and then just dread it all day. Like that dread is what you're dreading and it's unnecessary, right? Just rip the Band-Aid, rip the Band-Aid, rip the Band-Aid. Let's go. This tip number four is smack dab in the middle of the tips. But I promise you, if you don't open yourself up to failing fast, you will not have a successful business. There, I said it. Stuff Love Tuesday even though it's Thursday or Friday. I don't know what day it is when you're listening to this. Come on. Unless you leave a review and tell me what day it is. <laughs> okay, number five, feel your negative emotions faster. You can be disappointed, okay, if you don't hit a goal. Feel it. It doesn't have to be fine if it's not fine. If you're not setting goals because you're telling yourself that if I don't hit that goal, then I know I don't know if I can handle feeling disappointed. That's the number one answer I get when I ask people why they haven't set a specific goal. Like I'll say, you know, how much revenue do you want to make this month? Um, They'll look at me like there's some right answer. They'll be like, I don't know, four, five? What do you think? And they'll spend so much time. Again, we're talking about making decisions quickly. They'll spend so much time trying to decide which goal it should be. And I'm like, it doesn't really matter. You just have to pick one and then be open to experiencing the negative emotion of disappointment if you don't hit it. My solution for those people who are really worried about feeling, hitting, setting a big goal and then not hitting it, my solution is for them to practice feeling disappointed more often. (laughs) Doesn't that sound fun? Get good at feeling negative emotion. That skill will immediately level you up. There is no way around it. The only way through it is through it. I think there's a better expression than that, but you get it. When you do number three that we were talking about, where you tell yourself the truth faster, you might find that shame or guilt pops up right after the truth. Let it be there. Remind yourself that you can handle it, that there is no negative emotion you can't handle. I always say that I am committed. I am so willing to feel whatever the fuck it takes for me to have my dream business. And if you are with me, this is the path. And I want to close this number five out with an example. So in my own life, when I decided that I wanted another baby, when I got remarried to my husband, Mark, we decided together, okay, we're going to have a baby. 
And then I got pregnant and I started having all of this PTSD of what it felt like to have to try and balance a business and be a mom to a baby the first time around. And that situation was very different um, because, you know, I was momming full time at home by myself. I didn't have family nearby. And not too much of that circumstance was going to change, except for that my husband also works from home at home, right? So we were going to be doing all of this really together. But I felt shame that I didn't want to slow down my business or be a full-time at-home mom with my new baby like I was with Calvin. And the process of feeling that negative emotion, the process of feeling that shame, feeling that mom guilt that I know a lot of you listeners have experienced or experience daily 10 times a day, it was so healing because it showed me that I can make big decisions. I can make decisions that take me closer to my big life that I really want knowing that sometimes getting closer to your future self feels like shame. It feels like guilt. You have to overcome that in order to say like, okay, and I need to create a new, more expansive self-concept about who I am as a mother and who I am as a business owner and who I am as a contributing citizen to the world that is different than what I thought the first time around. And that experience was so beautiful. So I just want to encourage all of you guys, if you're willing to feel the negative emotions and you're not scared to, you're going to be able to have a much fuller life and a fuller business. Number six, you know, we live in duality over here. Opposite of a universal truth is also true. So if you're going to feel your negative emotions faster, I also want you to feel your positive emotions faster. That means celebrating quicker. It means celebrating sooner. It doesn't get better than this. I, my Coach Brooke said that years ago, and it really shook me. And I remember the first time she said it was like newly single mom. And I was like in what I thought was like, oh, it can only get better than this. Please tell me it gets better than this. And here she is telling me, oh, no, it doesn't get better than this. And I was like, what? And at first I felt so devastated by that because I was like, what do you mean? But what she meant is that the 50-50, that experience, that human experience, that we can't escape it. That once you do have more money, you don't, you aren't absolved of negative emotion. Okay. So if you are trying to get to a place where you're like, okay, and then once I make 100K, and then I was just talking to a girl today, I was talking to one girl that was starting her business and she was had 100K on that pedestal. I knew she was doing this. And then another girl who was just at 100K and she was like, I want more. I want like more time. I want this. And she was putting like 500K on the pedestal. And I was like, guys, it doesn't get better than this. We need to celebrate. We need to deepen ourselves into the process. Every little thing is worth celebrating. Sometimes you'll find that the little things, achieving the little things actually feels better than the big ones. I remember always being like, I just want, I dream of speaking to Brooke Castillo, right? She's just someone who changed my life and she was very 
inaccessible, hard to hard to reach, hard to get to. And I got to be on her podcast. That experience, I'm not going to lie, was one of the most heightened negative emotion days of my life. Like I was just on such a high that I had this opportunity. And then your brain comes in and meets it. It's like, we got to meet that 50-50. And I had all of this self-doubt and all of this worry and all this stress and all the thoughts that I didn't do a good enough job and that I should have leveraged it differently. And I'm telling you, sometimes I think back about just like the first time I made $500 and someone believed in me $500 worth. And I was like, I'm doing it. I'm really doing it. Like it was so little, but yet the negative emotion wasn't as big. So I just want to share that with you. I don't think people talk about this enough. Don't let those little opportunities to celebrate pass you by. Create some celebration rituals or habits, whether it's looking at yourself in the mirror, talking to yourself in the mirror, speaking positively about yourself, practicing saying out loud, I'm a badass. I just, I love being around other badasses. Today I went, actually, I went to a charity baby shower for a cause for Elise DiStefano, who is a news anchor. And there were just so many badass women in the room. And in my head, I said to myself, I belong here. I belong in this room with these other badass women. It's just to me, right? Like this isn't about an ego trip. It's about feeling a positive emotion in your body and letting it happen whenever you damn feel like it, okay? And other rituals and ideas are like dance parties, celebrating with your clients and customers whenever a client signs on. Instead of being like, I have to be professional now, I'm like, I'm so excited for you. Are you kidding me? Let's go. Let's freaking go, right? And I love that opportunity to be silly, to be proud and to to celebrate my favorite emotions, I encourage you to feel now to not wait our pride, joy, mastery, expert energy, leadership energy. If you don't feel yet like a leader, if you don't feel yet like an expert, if you're not practicing feeling that, feel it in your body. I'm telling you, there is no amount of getting any qualification or certification or opportunity that is going to you know, bypass the imposter syndrome that will always live in your head unless you decide to practice the alternative emotions. And finally, number seven, act like future you faster. People, I think we think of our future as something that we arrive at, like taking a car trip. We gradually move there, but that's not the case. The future is a trip, that's for sure, but you can walk You can take a car or you can snap your fingers like a witch and arrive in your future at the speed of light. These quantum leaps require you to start acting like future you today in your brain. You've heard of dress for the job you want, not the job you've had. Well, that, but on crack. It's like treat your business like a business before it's a business. Or if you already have a business, treat it like the business that you want before it is fully the one that you want. A friend of mine who went to Yale, I really hope he's listening to this, who when we were in high school, he was honored by the president for a project that he did, right? He is someone who I just always have thought of as like one of the smartest people that I know, really respect his brain. And he asked me recently, like, I'm just so impressed, Jess. How did you get qualified for what you do? Like, I was like, 
bitch, I qualified myself. And here's the thing. I run a transparent business model. I've always been open about the number of clients I have, their results, the amount of money I make. Some people feel very uncomfortable about that. But I think it's important because it's not always the case out there. There's a lot of people on there being like, I'm a six-figure coach. I can make you this. I can make you that. But then they're not showing you any sort of proof. It's very shrouded in mystery. And I just feel like it's a disservice to women to not show the numbers, to not show it's possible, to not show the behind the scenes. That to me is magic. That to me is inspiring. And But truthfully, I, I understand how people feel major imposter syndrome when they're showing up as future them. It's a learned behavior that we look outside of ourselves to feel qualified. In my opinion, unless you are a specialist, a researcher, a doctor, if you are an entrepreneur, you need to break that habit of outside the outside world qualifying you. You need to qualify yourself internally as an expert, as a master, as master enough, as someone who is inevitably going to create this result. You have to believe that in your head and then you need to act as if it's already done. Don't wait to be magically different when you arrive into your future. Because if you're waiting, you're going to keep waiting. It's always going to be in the future, right? If you want to meet that future you, don't put so much distance between you and the future. How are you phrasing your goals? I'm learning. I'd love to. I hope. I'm trying. I know eventually. I will even. No, I am. You are. If you're anything like me after years of being virtual, and I still have my virtual offers, but you're probably craving getting in person. There is just something about being together in a room, in a high-level room with other women doing cool shit, going after their big dreams and big life. I know that these experiences that I try and put in my year at least three or four times a year end up infusing a whole new energy into my business that turn into actual clients. Well, lucky you, on Sunday, January 7th, the Masterful CEO School Mastermind is being extended by a day to include you. The Masterful CEO School experience is going to be really unique. We're going to be talking reverse engineering as the theme of the whole day. We're going to be setting your goals for 2024 and telling you how to build that future from your future instead of dragging all that past in there. And until November 25th, which means if you're listening real time, you still got a whole 36 hours or so, you can get your ticket for early bird pricing. But either way, it's a total steal. You can get all the details in the show notes or in my Instagram bio. Again, that's Jess McKinley Wayno at J-E-S-S McKinley, M-C-K-I-N-L-E-Y, Wayno, U-I-E-N-O. And this is an event It's going to put you in the room with the big girls. I can't wait to see you there. Speak to yourself with poise, calm, and trust. Not just out loud, but in your own head. The most influential dialogue you can have isn't with some influencer or famous person or leader in your industry. It's with future you. And I'll say it until I'm blue in the face, but other people can present you with opportunities. But unless you practice doing the seven things above and doing them quickly, believing that you're ready, 
that you and future you are the same person unless you can make decisions like a boss, swipe left in those negative thoughts like a boss, feel your feelings faster. No opportunity will turn into an up level until you qualify yourself. So do it faster. You can handle it all. Let's go, darling. And don't forget to connect with me on Insta. My handle is Jess McKinley Wayno. That's J-E-S-S-M-C-K-I-N-L-E-Y-U-Y-E-N-O. And don't forget to leave a review. See you next week. <laughs>